2: Hello, everyone, welcome to the Five Star Droger Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and with me this week is my good friend Trent Brewer of my other podcast, the Stardom Road Podcast. Trent, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's getting to the
3: point now. I feel like we're doing so many shows together that we need to come up with an actual tag team name. And I don't just Mm. mean like the podcast name because like we we do different, like that's having different gimmicks. We need like a a core tag team name.
2: Yeah, you need a tag team uh, for every, you know, I – couldn't we'll have to we'll have to workshop it we'll have to workshop it you know you kind of just sprung this on me i can't we can't just have a name like it's not that magic you know i wasn't expecting you to have like a
3: name already it's more just throwing it out there in the cosmos it's a good point listeners you know
2: they come up it's a good point uh but thank you for You know, coming on for this week, there's a lot going on in the world Mm -hmm. of Joshi. We're, of course, coming off a big weekend with TJPW and Stardom running two of their bigger shows of the end of the year time. I think TJPW's last big show, at least in Japan, of course, they will be running in the uh, U.S. in the upcoming uh, weeks. And then Stardom, of course, is building to Stardom Dream Queendom here. Uh, and they did that via Nagoya Big Winter 2023. Plenty to go through there as Dream mm-hmm. Queendom is starting to take shape. Um, and then we will be talking the five-star awards back for a second year, the second annual per se, the uh, the Joshi Awards that are out there. I don't know if there's many uh, all Joshi Awards out there. Um, if there are, I'm sorry for forgetting them, but we're going to try to keep making this a thing. And, uh, we're going to go over some options for some of the top awards. Uh, I'll be doing this for the next few weeks before, you know, kind of releasing the ballot at the end of the year. Of course, we got to wait for those match of the year contenders because there's just so many big shows in those last couple of days that you just don't know until the year is officially done. So looking forward to that. And speaking of match of the year contenders, I think I think we have a good place to start here. And that is in TJPW. If you listen to this show, I've been very hard on TJPW this year. And I think it's deserved, truthfully. Because I think they came off a year last year or at end of the year last year where there was a lot of excitement. They were bringing in a lot of great foreigners, uh, the likes of Billy Starks, Trisha Dora. Jedi Kai and so on and so forth, and uh, somewhere along the line, the ball was uh, the ball was dropped a little bit. Uh, the middle of the year wasn't too great for them. Of course, Yuka Sakazaki leaving the promotion. She is graduating. Um, in in my language, that is leaving for AEW um, officially, which is fine because she's been doing halftime there anyways. Uh, but it's been, to me, it's been a forgotten year for TJPW in a year that they could have really killed it, especially with everything that's happening elsewhere in the world of Joshi. However, we are going to talk about their 10th anniversary show here today. And if there's anything to light a spark in this company right now, it is this show, and specifically the main event of this show, which I'm very excited to talk about. I've been thinking about it since I watched it, which doesn't happen all the time with TJPW. The few times that this has happened, it's usually a media match, the singles title match. This was not a singles title match. This was actually more because of the young town. Go figure. What an idea. Uh, but let's get to it. Cork and Hall, 714 in attendance this past Friday. Uh, it was titled The We Are TJPW Show. Uh, this was a celebration show that was really a year in the making. They've been prepping and then building towards it all year. I think it kind of got forgotten along the way just with how TJPW has been going. And, you know, me and Trent, you were going to talk about this with Yuka Sakazaki. This is coming out, uh, before her final match airs. So, uh, I'll be talking about that next week, but, um, Going into this show and especially the main event, I didn't know what to expect just because of the year that it's been. Um, And I think that's what made the match itself so great. This, like, when the match
3: first got announced, I remember looking at it and thinking, oh, this has the potential to be really good. But there was just that little bit of apprehension because you don't know how they're going to handle this kind of thing. But apparently the the rule to having a great match in 2023 Joshi is to just take the old guard and chuck him in the ring with the new guard and just say, how about it? Mm Stardom built the middle of their year Currican shows with the generational struggle and they are some of my favourite matches and moments from Stardom's 2023. And here we go, TJPW doing something very similar, going two out of three fours, which I thought was a fantastic choice as well with this kind of match. And I'm walking away from it and I'm not a hardcore TJPW guy. I enjoy Mm -hmm. watching it. I'll watch the big shows and matches that get recommended to me, but I can't say I follow it religiously and hardcore. This is a match that made me go, I need to lock back in more with TJPW. Because what we got was 10 wrestlers who just put on an absolute barn burner of a show, each of them getting to showcase what makes them special from a range of points in their careers. It's exactly what I want from this kind of match.
2: Yeah, so uh, just to quickly go over the card for those listening, we're going to mostly just break down the main event here. Uh, But there were some things happening on the show, so I'm sure people want to know. The opening show was Kayatoru, Bami, Runa, Kubo, and Toga defeating Haru Kazashiro, and Nagano, and Shino Suzuki. That is very shocking, actually, uh, just because of, like, Nagano's the most pushed in that match. And I'd say, mm. I'd argue Suzuki or Toga are second in that conversation. So seeing one of these sides win and not the other is a bit of a shock. Uh, Raku and Yuki Aino defeat Hypermassound Mihiro Kiryu. Uh, the next generation tournament 23 final match. So Akane Uehara defeat Himawari. I thought it was a pretty solid match for two rookies. Uh, they made them go for 12 minutes, which is a big challenge for both of them. They're not getting. Carried by one of the veterans on the roster. Um, I thought they did the best they could, and I, I understand why these two were in the finals. I think they have the brightest immediate future, yeah, uh, with the likes of Toga and Suzuki and others being the longer term folks. Uh, the SPW Queen of Asia title was on the line. Yuki Fuku defeated Viva Van, who is, um, an international star, a new, uh, New star that they brought in, she's from California, so cool uh, little spot for her. Then we have the Princess Tag Team titles on the line. It's free Wi-Fi, Karinoa, and now Kakuta Successfully defended against Maxi Impaler and Palm Harajuku. A very fun match, as you'd imagine, with those two. They're a very fun team. I will give them credit for that. Um, and it was nice to see, you know, free Wi-Fi get a nice win here, so let's get to the main event so like we were talking about this was a generational struggle match it was the the long-term stars of tjpw you have Miyu Yamashita, yuka Sakazaki, shoku nakajima and riki tatsumi so the four pillars of this company plus the most recent princess of princess champion mizuki uh to round out that the
3: junakiyama of the four pillars
2: yeah, pretty much. I think that's the best comp. So, right, like these are the powerhouses, these are the OGs, as they call them. This is this is the team. And you look mm-hmm. at this and you're like, Well, I know who's winning. But the <laughs> beauty of the match was they made you believe in the other team. And the other team was as followed. It was Miyu Watanabe leading the charge, Yuki Arai, Arisuendo, Suzume, and Mocha Miyamoto. This match went for 30 minutes and 43 seconds, best two out of three falls, and they couldn't have done it better if they tried. This had career performances by four out of the five on the young on the uh, new generation team. And the only one that didn't have a career performance, but I think had a huge performance nonetheless was Miyu Watanabe. Cause of course we all know what her breakout performance was. Uh, but let's just get into this match because my goodness, I am willing to put it, say it right now. This was the TJPW match of the year.
3: I can't, again, I've not watched every single match TJPW put together, but of the ones I've watched, I don't have any qualms putting this as match of the year either. I get it doesn't necessarily have the stakes of a Princess of Princess title match or, you know, the big pay-per-view main event feel that like a media match singles match brings, but you don't always need it when they just do a fantastic job and you get so many people putting on their working boots and going above and beyond what you even expect from people wanting to showcase themselves.
2: After watching this match, I said to myself, and I said I said many things because of how great the younger generation was, but if you're not listening to your crowd after this, you are failing your audience because it's not that it's just Western fans that want change and you know new stars to rise. It is the fans in the building that are rooting harder than ever for these young stars. I'll give you the first example. Arisu Endo pinning Shoko Nakajima in the middle of the ring for the first fall. That was an incredible moment. The crowd lost their minds for it. What a way to finally give Endo a big Pinfall victory over a former princess of princess champion. Sure, it's a roll up. Who cares? A pin's a pin. And these are some, and some people may argue, well, this is what makes them special in TJPW because they don't happen all the time, but they happen never. That's the problem. Happening here the way this did, this is what you need to be doing with these five. I'm going to co- consider all five that you know you can have your feelings about any of them. I know I do, but like these five. This was the perfect opportunity for them. I thought Endo was the first shining star of the match. The first shining star and the biggest shining star.
3: I'm really glad they gave her the pinfall here over like a Miyu Watanabe because Endo's someone who, like, yeah, we've been talking about seeing her sort of rise the ranks and starting to really prove herself as sort of on the next level. Like, walking away from this match, I wasn't thinking about Miyu Watanabe. I wasn't thinking about any of the pillars. I was thinking about Arisu Endo. Her work in the first half of this match was just like completely eye-catching. And if I came into this with no knowledge of TJPW whatsoever, she would be the one I'd be going, okay, when's her next match? I want to see more from her. And to do that with such a backdrop, Kirk and Hall, 10th anniversary, the crowd going wild, and the biggest names in TJPW, just about all of the big, big names you've got, for her to be the big standout speaks massive amounts
2: yeah she she's fantastic she is someone Mm. that i've been wanting them to push um and i'm hoping this is kind of just a start any start is a good start whether it be for her as a single star or daisy monkey because i do think daisy monkey's great as a duo Mm. uh but getting a big win over shoko nakajima is not something that should be overlooked no matter what and I, i think giving The young stars, the first fall was actually the brilliant idea here because Mm. it gave them the chance to actually win the whole match because no one actually believed that they would. Like, let's just, like, be Mm. honest, in terms of even kayfabe, you're not giving them a chance, let alone Mm. us knowing how this goes, right? You're not giving them a chance. But now that they got a pinfall, anything's possible. And that created a great atmosphere from the rest of the match. Like, every pinfall they got that was close, the crowd pretty much was losing their minds. It would have been very easy
3: to mm -hmm. book them as just pure underdogs having to work one fall down. That's the... I don't want to say the coward's way of booking, but that's sure. the, oh, I just want to make this nice and simple. They went the other direction. It was so much better for it.
2: And I thought one of the more interesting things, like none of the OGs necessarily stood out to me more than another, which I thought was an okay thing. Cause I don't think mm. any of them necessarily needed to, but that it's the opposite for the other team. I thought every single one on the younger generation had a moment in this match, like Miyamoto, not losing, like, legitimately like that is a big thing for her yeah. like you know she, she did get pinned i'm not like saying she didn't she did get pinned by yuka Sakazaki. but uh one of the great stories that were being told by Baliana key on commentary was how about two or three years ago, when he started doing commentary, her you know she got destroyed by Miyu Yamashita in like two minutes, and now she's in this anniversary match, mm. one of the biggest matches in TJPW history, representing the new generation, and she's not only thriving in the match, she's being competitive against the Miyu Yamashitas. And I thought that was a great story to tell, uh, just via the commentary. I thought I think Chris Brooks and Arke did a really good job in this main event. I know sometimes like people don't always love. That were because, you know, they're kind of just like fans like us sometimes, but I feel like watch along. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought they did like a really good job of the commentary and analysis analysis side of things during this match that I think kind of helped mold the younger story for maybe those that were watching and kind of learning along the way. Uh, so Yuka Sakazaki goes get the second fall over Moku Miyamoto. And, and then maybe the biggest highlight of the match outside of the end, endo pinfall was the moment that the Tevi hitters were kicked, uh, tagged in and the crowd lost their minds. It was when Miyu and Miyu Watanabe stepped in the ring for the final five, five, six, seven minutes of this match. That's the that's what they want to see. They want to see these two go head-to-head. Mm. Head. And it's just like, besides the Endo reaction, what she did in this match, Miyu Watanabe, it's very clear that she should be the next Princess of Princess Champion. You don't have to wait to the Tokyo Princess Cup. Like, I'm not waiting that long. I'm putting her in the Grand Princess main event against Miu Yamashita, and I'm giving her the title. It's time to hand over the keys of the next ace of this company. Miyu Yamashita doesn't have to go anywhere, but with Yuka Sakazahi gone, she is leaving. she's not coming back. Like, this is not like she is leaving TJPW. You now need a new top star. And Miyu Watanabe couldn't be more wanted by the fans because when she lost you could hear how dejected the crowd got. And this was to Miyu Yamashita, the Mm longtime ace, the champion, like someone that they have cheered for years and years and years, but they want Watanabe to be on top. And I had no problem with her taking the fall here as long as this is building her to ultimately beating Yamashita, because I don't see a story that makes more sense than that right now in this company. I thought what these two did to close the match was great. All the, you know, big moves getting traded back and forth, you know, that's a classic in a big tag like this. I thought that was really entertaining. Um, And just like these two finishing up and like, you know, Watanabe getting caught with the kick. It wasn't, it wasn't as if she was down and out. No, she got caught bouncing off the ropes and it was picture perfect. Yamashita getting the win. It's like, okay, we need to go back to this because in my eyes, they're now one a piece, right? You, you, Watanabe got that huge win over Yamashita in the Tokyo Princess Cup last year. Now, Watanabe gets this huge win in the big match here. You got to put it all on the line for that title match. And I, I think that's where they're going. I hope that's where they're going because after you see these five young stars step up, you have to be going with them now. It's very clear. This is what the people want. There's a hunger in both the audience and
3: in the locker room. And that's important that you sort of foster that kind of environment because yes, the, the five wrestlers who are representing the old guard did a fantastic job. They're reliable. And I thought they, even if they didn't necessarily stand out from one another, they all like, they didn't drag the show down. They weren't taking it easy. Shoko Nakajima, I thought, did a fantastic job in the early stanzas. Felt like she yeah. was working at 100% she speed
2: go um, Her and Yuka and, hitting the uh, 619 together was very cool. Yeah. And, and the, the fun little
3: spot with Rika Tatsumi wanting to do the tag yes. team stuff on it. Yes. I popped for that as well. Um, but yeah, finishing with Miyu and uh, Yamashita, it, it was a perfect kind of choice because the other beautiful thing there is. You could kind of believe Eva was going to win that, even mm-hmm. though we're talking about, oh, yeah, look, we all expected the old right. crowd to win. This is
2: the most believable thing. possibility for them to get the win.
3: Yeah, when you when you set out, this is the final five couple of minutes, one of these two people are getting the definitive fall, and we've seen Watanabe beat Yamashita mm. one-on-one, as you mentioned last year. Like That's the way you finish this kind of show. And, yeah, I think the crowd was kind of like, oh, they, they were ready for that upset win. This is the kind of show where yeah, you can still have the old guard go over and it doesn't feel like they're sort of pulling the rug out from underneath. The important right. thing is that they do follow through because Watanabe's been ready. She's been ready for a little yeah. while now. Like it's it's not a case of waiting for her to get to that level. It's just a matter of when do you trust to pull the trigger. I think the yeah. Mizuki rain moving away from the four pillars, yeah, even if it wasn't the best rain in the world, I think did a lot of things right. I think we're ready for another swing with someone new. And I mean, yeah, Watanabe is the perfect choice.
2: You know, in the world of stardom, a lot of people are talking about the popularity of Micah and how that's really taken over in stardom. Mi Watanabe has been overly popular with TJPW crowds for a very long time. Mm. now, And it's just getting more, it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where you have to give her the title because it, it's way more apparent than, in Micah's case, storm's so, st- you know, so stacked, and they just have so many options. TJPW has the clearest option here. Like, Watanabe is maybe the most popular wrestler internationally, which is something they do care about, obviously, as they're doing another show in the U.S., their second this year. She is the most popular She's one of the most popular there, as you could hear in this match. And the moment that she gets that title, and hopefully they can give her a reign worth, you know, caring about. Unlike Mizuki, unfortunately, where she just got like she didn't get the contenders that I think we would have liked to see. Mm -hmm. Like if Miwa Watanabe gets the title, you want her to see, you want to see her face Rika Tatsumi. you want to see her face Shoko Nakajima, you want her to face Mizuki, you want her to face all the top dogs. Um, and I think. This time around, right? When Mizuki got crowned, it never felt like the moment that I thought it should have felt like. This time, I feel like they have a chance to run that back before it's too late. Because with Mizuki, there's an argument that it was too late. Miwa is still in the perfect spot where if she wins next year at Grand or Wrestle Princess, it's going to feel right. It's Hmm. going to feel right. I hope that's what they do because when she fired up in this match, the crowd was losing their mind for when she was destroying Mew with those axe handles like that was incredible. It was incredible. It's like she is such a talented wrestler and she is so easy to get behind that I do think she is someone that can help push TJPW back up um, to the point that we want to see them at. Her work in this match reminded
3: me of the bit in The Simpsons, and this might sound like a weird sort of trajectory, where like I can't remember the exact story, but basically the the Yakuza are, are after Marge, I think, and then there's this one dude in the white suit who does nothing as they're fighting with the mob on the the Simpsons front lawn, and Marge calls Homer away. And he's like, wait, 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 the, the, this this one person hasn't done anything yet. He's going to do something sweet, and that felt like me watching this match because what Anabe done bugger all this entire match and yeah. she gets tagged in at the end and i'm like okay here we go and thankfully yeah. i got to see it unlike homer with the the mob warfare on his front yard because yeah when it finally clicked and she got in there with uh yamashita and started yeah. throwing them bows and doing the spin and showcasing her strength, I'm like okay here we go here we go and the crowd were right behind it as well
2: they perfectly built to that moment between those two, so I hope I hope it was a sign of things to come. If you're a smart booker, I right, just like you you see this and you see that this is the direction you should be going, and I I hope that is what they're doing. Um I Bravo think Bravo you know,
3: to TJPW because this this is about honestly as perfect uh booking of a match like this as you could do.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, You made the great point on Twitter is the best match of the year in the top two Joshi companies. These multi-person tag matches. Yes, they are right now. They right now they are as of this writing as of this conversation. They are um, mm-hmm. we'll see by the end of the year because everyone still has some big shows whether it be on the Joshi Indies or of course stardom. We'll see um, but uh, TJPW I think is locked in. I think this is their locked in match of the year which is awesome for them. Um, I think Yuki Arai, if if she were to be the one to beat Maxi Impaler, that would be huge for her. I think she's very much clearly ready to get lifted up. She's someone that they're very behind. I think you give the tag titles to Daisy Monkey sooner rather than later. And Moki Miyamoto, I think, is a step behind all of them. Um, but still, her placement in this match, you know, she took a fall, not two falls. Mm-hmm. She hung in there with you know, the top dogs, I think that's still great for her overall. She worked above her
3: level. And
2: like
3: I'll be honest, when I saw the card, that was the one name that kind of stuck out to me. It's like, oh, okay, you probably could have found someone else to fill that spot. Um, But she didn't feel out of place, which is, you know, what you kind of want in this situation. And I'm not particularly high on her as a wrestler. I'm not that excited by her. But, you know, the work she put in here, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not familiar with your game. Show me what you got in 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can you can still win me over.
2: And I hope that's what a lot of these wrestlers mm. did. I hope that's ultimately what was accomplished here. I don't I don't know if it was. I don't like I don't I haven't talked to enough people. I think a lot of TJPW fans already believe in these wrestlers too. Yeah. So there's that. But I know I am very invested in what they do with these young wrestlers after what was accomplished. And uh I just hope that you know they can build off this. They have a good start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at the Yukasaka show Maxine Paler's tagged uh not tag title challenger will be announced for the Edion show. Of course, Masha Slamovich is coming in. And I th- and I know some people didn't like that. I thought that was like as good as it gets for an international talent coming in. Like that is someone that I've wanted to come back to Japan forever. I didn't really care where, whether it be Marvelous, Stardom, TJPW, and she's fighting Yamashita. Like, that's the first foreign wrestler that you give a title match immediately to, and I'm like, yep, yep, yeah. that makes all the sense, and they're probably going to kill it. Um, and they have, you know, they've already worked together in the U.S., so it'll be fun to bring that to Japan now. Um, and I think uh, Masha could probably be a good outsider heel, truthfully, that will yeah. work well against Yamashita. So I think they're building something. Obviously, next up for them now is Yuka Sakazaki's graduation, which, mm-hmm. as of this recording, uh, by the time you hear this, it's already happened. Uh, probably not out yet is not airing live, which is a very questionable decision to me, um, just because TJPW's had the ability to live stream so many shows in the past. Felt like this was the one to do. Uh, is it I know a venue? This is a venue issue. I don't know. They've <sighs> I've noticed that Wrestle Universe uh specifically tjpw start to uh, scale back on live mm. recordings and they do a lot of video on demand stuff now um so i just think it's part of that more than anything else but hopefully uh whatever it is and the graduation could be special um i i think this tag match was a good kind of way mm. to send her off but Uh, Her final match, of course, will be against Miu Yamashita and Shoko Nakajima, which is very cool. Um, I I like that you get the match where she gets to give shine to the young folk, and you still get the goodbye
3: match with the talent that have kind of been there for longer. I think it's important to get both of those in these kind of graduation match uh, series when you've got someone who's as established as um, Yucari is to TJPW.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I don't know um what like I don't know what ceremony or anything they have planned for. Like I don't I don't know at all, obviously. Hmm. But what I do know is that these three should kill it in Yuka's last match. Um it's gonna be very emotional for all of them. They've been together for a decade. you know they've been running tjpw um and yuka leaving such a big deal um it's kind of a deal that's been overlooked a bit because of her injuries and you know the excitement of tjpw being down a bit but man did that tag match come at the right time i think a lot of people are now looking forward to this a lot i'm not looking forward to it because sad but look forward to it because it should be a special moment for both of them and uh I mean, Yuka, Yuka's ending a banner-type career in TJPW mm. with yeah. this match. You know, she's a three-time Princess princess Champion. Uh, obviously, she was tied with Yamashita before she won it for the fourth time. Uh, Four-time Tag Champion. You know, she's done it all. Mm. She's done it all. She really had not, no more to do in TJPW. I think that's why her graduation is, you know, it's fine by me. Uh, I think she has much more to accomplish. I think she's she's pretty popular in the U.S. So, like, her not having to just pop up in AEW from, you know, once, like, th- really, like, twice a year, truthfully. That's what she's been yeah. doing. She just kind of comes in for random spells. They kind of push her as quickly as they can for something, and then she's gone again. Um, I think this is different in a good way. I think this is exciting for her, and... um. I wish her the best, obviously. I think, I think TJPW benefits, actually, from Yuka leaving because now it's a spot to fill. It's an opportunity mm-hmm. that this roster has long been looking for. Um, you never want to lose a top star, but in this, in this scenario, I just think it's a win-win for both sides. They're well-positioned to handle the loss, uh, and that's
3: not always something you can say about these Joshi companies when a big name goes. There can be a very gape, a big gaping hole in what they need to sort of deal with. But, like, TJPW have people who are established, so you can lean back on the, the old guard that's still there, and they've got a bunch of people who are hungry to fill that one spot. So you've, you've got the right, right mix of our veteranship and youth to kind of keep that main event scene floating through. And, yeah, the, I feel like the momentum for TJPW after this match and with the retirement will be quite high. And one thing TJPW always do well is they kick off the year strong. Their January four show always kind of kicked, starts the year off on the right foot. It's a lot of energy. It's always a good show. And that's kind of, yeah, this is a good period for TJPW. Now it's just a matter of how long can you carry that momentum forward and can you be making the decisions that keep the excitement going. But Absolutely. it's better to have the momentum and have to work out how to keep it than not have the momentum and work out what are we doing here.
2: Yeah, they didn't have momentum for such a long time that this tag match feels like it came, it couldn't have come at a better time. And, and maybe they knew that going into this show, you know, like anniversary show, this big deal, been a decade, like maybe they just knew going into it. Like, all right, this is how we kickstart. And, and I'm someone that has even said, like, all right, I need a reason to keep Wrestle Universe. The other two promotions ain't doing it for me, so <laughs> uh, no offense to DDT and Noah, but I need, uh, I need TJPW to come through. Um, and obviously I'm going to keep it for January because that's when all the big shows happen. But I need, I need a reason to stay with it, and uh, hopefully TJPW gives me that reason. They're starting off the year hot, like we talked about. So my hopes are up for the first time in a while. And I appreciate that tag match for being the big reason why. I'm looking
3: forward to rewatching that. I like, I, yeah. I watched this last night, you know, partly yeah. for this episode. You're like, we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, I have been meaning to watch that match, um, and I'm sitting here going, yeah, I can do a rewatch of that. And a lot of wrestling matches, I, I need, I need some space before I
2: revisit it. I, I didn't see the one person that I needed, which was Ryan, to talk about. It. I haven't seen him talk about it, so I was like. <laughs> He's probably not watched it yet, but, like, I usually wait on, like, all right, I need confirmation. It's worth watching. And then I got confirmation from others who don't always say, like, you know, <laughs> great things. <about> <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right. And I still went into, it, like, an open mind because I was like, okay, I don't, I was told it was great, a match of the year contender for the company. I was like, mm. that's really hard to do in these techs. They nailed it. they nailed it couldn't have been done better unless the young team won. that's about like the only thing but i didn't think they needed to in this scenario truthfully the the result didn't detract at all no not at all i think uh as long as they built off of it of course Mm. you know long term i hurt it but right now in the moment absolutely not Uh, All right, let's move on here. Nice, nice thirty-two minutes about TJPW. How about that? See what happens. That's what people expect when Trent joins this show. See what happens when they deliver something. We we are happy. You know, I I, I'm happy to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but Stardom had a lot going on uh, this past weekend and this week. They have seven shows in nine days. So, technically eight if you want to include (laughs) Comic Con. Uh, they also have a they have a match at Comic Con. Um, which makes it, I believe, seven straight for them, uh, or seven straight for some of their roster, I should say, which includes Bring on Utami, the new regime, <laughs> which includes Utami and Saiyakamatani. Uh, oh. so you know, I think it's, actually it actually might just be Utami, whatever you get the point. It's a lot of shows. Uh, we're not going to talk about those shows because, surprise, surprise, they are not going to be up. Uh, by the time that this recording was happened, And yeah, but I will say that the big news story so far from them is that Alice, Inc. has officially been welcomed into God's eye. <laughs> to me, the only fit for her on this <laughs> roster. But I welcome you didn't see her in Cosmic Angels. No, no, no. I bet Mina would have loved her to be in Club Venus as she sits there all by herself. But, <laughs> you know, it's fine. First international wrestler to go to a non-Cosmic Angels faction when or uh, not cosmic angels Cl- club Venus faction since uh COVID, you know, a mm. of people come back and uh Mina's left high and dry. <laughs> tough go. Tough go. Um, uh,
3: but
0: I've I'm, I'm mostly... seeing
3: Mina do the shooter gimmick. She could have uh adjusted Club Venus raw
0: I...
2: underground Two point I for her. That's the funny part, right? She had the UWF rules match against Shuri when Alice Inc said uh, she was kind of sorry, Scandinavian Hurricane. I've yet to call her that. Um, I know that's the name she's going by, but yes, yeah. she is now in God's eye. So good for her. Obviously, she was tagging on every single show with them this week. So it was like, all right, well, either they're adding her or. They just had nowhere else to put her. But I think uh, she can really benefit from that. Working with Shuri, obviously, that should do wonders for her and her style. It's it's so important
3: for the wrestlers who do come on these. I, I, I'm not sure if she's just on a three-month tour or what, but I was a little worried when she came in and she's doing nothing but singles matches on the, the initial cards. It's kind of like... The, Okay, singles matches are good, but the best way to learn when you're doing these stardom tours is to lock in on a couple of people and, you know, do the tag stuff and get into the system. And, yeah, I mean, God's Eye is the most logical choice. Her style fits them. Um, and they benefit from having an extra member as well, especially while Saki Kashima is injured. Um it's it's going to do her wonders uh and it's going to be fun seeing her work in different situations moving forward because she has a lot of potential i like what i see from her for the most part
2: yeah she's someone that i think will really benefit from like learning more than just the shoot style if that Mm. makes sense because like pairing her only in singles matches for her first week with like Saida and like all these other non-shoot style wrestlers was like really weird to me um and i think that kind of hurt her now that she has like someone to lean on it's it's the same thing with like the rookies even that i've talked about like if you get to put them in tag matches for a little bit and then break them out into singles it'll benefit them a lot Mm. more so it should be uh should be very good for her um other news will come after the Nagoya Big Winter review. So let's get into it. Stardom was back on pay-per-view this past Saturday for their final pay-per-view up until, I think, I hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know actually that for sure. I think it is because they have Year on Climax and then uh, New Blood as the two kind of big shows before Stardom, Dream, them So I'm, I'm going to guess they don't have another pay-per-view sneaking in here on the 17th. We're due for another showcase, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no more pay per view, So this was the last pay-per-view until then. The so. next pay-per-view. Until Stardom Dream Kingdom. So this, this was one that we, I think we all looked at and said, okay, we need something here besides the world title match. Right? Because they have an entire week of wrestling this week. There's no time for a press conference. No. Zip zero we have to wait till the 11th or 12th for that uh most likely which is hopefully the 12th give
3: them a break
2: (laughs) yeah i mean whenever they feel like it 12th works 11th works 12th would be great because uh you know give them a day but they they Mm -hmm. thankfully only have one match one show between the 11th and the 22nd so you know there's there's some opening there i think they do some like meet and greets or stuff, but, you know. Yeah. That's...
3: The worst thing is, the Scandinavian Hurricane can't even go and relax in a hot spring because you're not, you're
2: not meant to have tattoos when you go in the onsen. She's kind of stuffed there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued by what this card ends up being, by the way, but uh we have our top three matches, so I mm. think we'll be able to kind of pitch some ideas here Um and be completely wrong after that. You know, <laughs> that's fun of it. So is it. our way. Nagoya Big Winter 2023, the show kicked off with Miyu Hamasaki and Hanako defeating Mina Shirakawa and Yuzuki. For some reason, I just thought like Mina being so much higher up the card could easily just give them the win. I understand they didn't want to give Yuzuki's first win away like that, but I was like, I don't know. It's not a big deal. But no, it doesn't matter. Miyu Hamasaki and Hanako, the powerhouse duo. I'd actually like to see them more as a team. Uh, but I don't want to knock on Queen's Quest just because they don't need her. So tough, tough scenario here. They don't need her because they're too full. Like there's just other factions that need someone. They need yeah, a they yeah. need a person. Um, but yeah, it it was a pre-show match, so nothing there. Uh, yeah, it was okay, a the pre-show sure match. The show kicked off with my Sakurai versus Ruaka with my Sakurai getting the win here. Pre-show matches. As I wrote in my uh, review, which is over on WrestlePurist.com, I said this match was strictly done to get my Sakurai's promo. That is it. There is no other reason for this match being on the main card. It was the worst match of the night. It was not good. There was nothing redeeming about it. It was just to get my Sakurai her moment. And I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. It was just such a weird singles match to have on a pay-per-view.
3: Yeah, I remember like when I saw this match announced and we were even talking about it, I, I specifically said to you, is this leading to My Sakurai getting like a wonder of stardom championship match? Because they do like to do the innocuous undercard matches. Someone wins and that leads to them sort of having the momentum to challenge. But no, it was just to, My Sakurai's gimmick is over. We've got to give her a chance to do her stuff and hand out the the My Euros to the crowd. And, I mean, fair enough. Like, if I was in the crowd, I'd want to see all that, which is a great sign for my Sakurai. But, yeah, the match itself was nothing. Uh, Both of these wrestlers are capable of a lot more.
2: Yeah, they sure are. Uh, Next up, we had Cosmic Angel, Sayori No, and Yuna Ori defeating Wingori Hanan and Saida. This was the first match worth talking about of the mm-hmm. night, I thought. Just because I thought Sayori and Hanan worked great together, and I thought Yuna and Saida worked great together. I've been talking about it for weeks now. ida has been on a tear since the passion yep. injection match. She has not stopped. Uh, whether it's a house show or a pay-per-view undercard match, she does not stop. I thought Sayori looked great in this, kind of like a redemption for the, you know, I know a lot of people didn't love the 30-minute draw. Um, I am one of them. I just don't I, I didn't feel the need for the draw at the time. Now I understand why they did it. But um, considering I'm much more looking forward to the next version of that match, um, I wanted Sayori and Hanan to actually continue. I was like, okay, there's like something here that these two can build on. And I'm st- I've been trying to pitch like all these random things lately. Um, I don't think I'm going to be getting it. But nonetheless, I thought this was a fun undercard tech
3: yeah like if they, they did still feel like a weekend stardom show i didn't necessarily feel yeah like a this, a match.
2: this is the house show stuff
3: yeah but like if when the match finished on like, i would have been quite happy to see a few more minutes of this mm-hmm. uh, let, let them sort of shine a bit more which honestly is a little bit of a theme for, for this show is oh, put them on house show finish. yeah yeah but like, like put on them on a house show let them have more time they all worked really well together it was a fun match you got to see everyone kind of shine and yeah like you see matchup pairings where you're like okay let's let's run this back potentially like a cinderella tournament first round or mm. even just a random singles match they sometimes chuck on the house shows like i i can you know come back for seconds for sure
2: yeah this was uh come back after missing two shows as well mm. it was just you know, precautionary, especially yeah. with the past couple of months. I think they've just been giving a lot of people, oh, you're, you're banged up. Take the time. No reason. If you cough it. backstage, you're off for a week right now. <laughs> right. Like they took Lady C completely off. She was upset yeah. about it, but it's, the, she also said stardom gave her the opportunity to take time off. This is the right move. Uh, but it's nice yeah. to see you in back because she's been, uh, really, uh, really strong on a lot of these undercards in pretty much every stardom show. Um, Next And we a high speed Cosmic match. Angels representation. <laughs> this is true. Uh, we had a high-speed title match. It was May Sarah, Skesley defeating Tekla. And this was really the start of, wow, all right, can we get more time on these matches? Uh, that was the theme of the entire night, um, except for one match for me. I thought there were three really good matches on the show, which are the three that you would expect to be the really good matches on the show. Um but even even for the most part, like, there, I could have used another five minutes on some of them. Uh, but this one could have used, like, a lot more time because they were just getting going, and then the match ended. Uh, Maysair had a jumping spin kick, rolled up Tekla, and got the win. I was like, all right, cool, uh, sure. Uh, Maysair is still looking for her signature defense. Uh, obviously, this is only number two. Uh, But even with the title win, I think she's still looking for that over-the-top defense because I have already said she's probably the new high-speed ace with Azumi presumably moving on, hopefully, and Starlight Kid admittedly moving on. So uh, I think she's waiting for that, but Azumi has hinted at potentially challenging somewhere down the line. So if she doesn't get it soon there's your there's your challenge there's three pay-per-views to uh, pick from coming up so this time that, that's your break glass in
3: case of emergency we need <laughs> to give May sarah a signature defense because yeah both of her defenses so far have been very underwhelming against talent that you would expect it to yep. be good and i messaged when we were talking i messaged you before the match and i said tecla needs to have a good showing here like, yeah. It feels like she needs to remind people that she is, you know, not just the third member of Barry Barry Bombers and not yeah. just having fun every tag league with uh, Mafia Bella. This wasn't it. And I, I heard a lot of people saying, oh, yourself included, oh, we would have liked more time with it. I'm happy it didn't go longer because it just felt like they didn't have the chemistry on that night. Tekla tried to slow the, slow the match down, work a bit more heelish. It's a high-speed match kind of goes yeah. directly against the the vibes and the themes and we know she can go fast and it just kind of detracted from it but even when they were picking it up it just didn't feel like they were connecting and like it didn't yeah it, it felt like if the match had kept going i don't think it would have gotten better it just yeah. would have been messy
2: Oh. To me, I thought they were finally finding moment um, chemistry with one another when mm. it ended, which is why I was like, "All right, can we give it more time?" It definitely was not a fluent match like you expect, pretty much from yeah. most of May Sarah's appearances. Like, I call her an MVP of Stardom's year because pretty much anytime she gets in there, she has connected with whoever she's wrestling against, and I I think this was one of those times where she just goes too fast yeah, up. I think that's a fair call. Um, um because what M- May Sarah doesn't move like Azumi, like, they their their speeds very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, May Sarah does a lot in a little time, if that makes sense. Like, she will yeah. jump off the ropes and through the ropes and do like these little things. And I just sit there, like, how did okay? Um, well, Azumi's just fast, like, Azumi is the fastest wrestler I i watch. Like, yeah. there's, there's no one like them. Either one of them in their own different ways, and mm-hmm. I think that's just something that maybe is affecting May Sarah's matches is that her opponents haven't been able to keep up to her speed. Yeah, um, we have to wait and see because Crazy Star has obviously been amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think May Sarah is still looking for the connection with someone, and maybe that will just be Azumi in the end. May Sarah's been great whenever the title's not
3: involved. You know, crazy star doing the stuff with Michael. High Ligami. speed title,
2: mind you. High speed title. Yeah, tag sorry,
3: ti- tag speed. titles. She, yeah.
2: she went insane in the tag yeah, title
3: yeah. match. Yeah, the, the high speed title matches are just like, because even like Momocha Hunter's owner, Momoka had a better match with Lady C the night before.
2: Yeah. Yeah which so
3: yeah it's cuz the thing is with with these Macera matches we know there's going to be a fucking death defense that's yeah. it's signed in the contract with every new champion you must defend against Here's the canon I Kari
2: think Kari Kari that Kari. might be our best match if that was But it's action.
3: also like you know what you're getting from that that's, that's not true. going to you're not now going it to be able see. it's all going to be the same and well, i kind of hope she can that just find... that would be, be different <laughs> I hope she can just find a signature match with someone in this division that's not Azumi because I don't yeah. want it to feel like every time a high-speed title isn't clicking, you go back to Azumi or even go yeah. back to Starlight Kid because you need to – like Natsapoi, she started off in the high-speed and she's kind of transitioned progressed beyond that. Yeah. Azumi, Starlight Kid are both in that spot. They don't need to be going right. back there. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's when Koguma comes back because, I mean, she's someone yeah, who feels one. that role well. But yeah, it's a little concerning that she's not clicking here. And hopefully she finds the groove because yeah, she's been one of the best signing stardom's had. It's just, yeah. Where, where her role is meant to be here. It's clearly not quite.
2: I think there. the high speed division is in a rough spot as is now. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, like there's very few people that are going to click as is like, for me, there's very few people I get excited about as is with the high-speed title right now, unless, like, someone out of nowhere that isn't a high-speed wrestler jumps in, right? Because we've seen that before. Yeah. Um, but what made Ozzie run great, and I think most of the matches that we'll remember, are the Starlight Kid ones, obviously, um, the Mace match mm-hmm. as well. Uh those are like the main ones that I think jump off the page, but even so, like Asmi was able to lift up a Momo Kogo, for example. And I don't think and we also have to remember May Sarah didn't wrestle for like two years. So I don't think she's in the same spot as Asmi to like <laughs> lift people up necessarily. I don't think she's that type of wrestler right now. Um hopefully she will be because again she needs to kind of slot into this high speed ace spot with yeah. the other two. Moving on, I hope I hope um, someone clicks with her, whether that be a Kogo even, because I think Kogo works well. Um, yeah. We'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll the wait. good thing is we do like it, this isn't all we've got to go off from her.
3: Like we've got no, her no, other no. material in Stardom this year. It's not like oh she's she's disappointed since coming to Stardom. No, she's been fantastic. It's yeah. Just here, there's this clear disconnect right now that we desperately want to see fixed because. Yeah. We, this championship means we get May Sarah singles matches. That's yep. a good thing.
2: That's yep. just right now, it's not quite working. She works with the main eventers a lot better, which is shocking because, again, she goes a lot faster than them. Hmm. But I just think like they know how to handle it more. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think the uh, lower card necessarily do. It's a big that's, ask. Which, it is. It is. And hopefully hopefully she'll find I'm not too worried like I said she's been one of the MVPs for me like if you asked me like three MVPs for Sharm, I would have her be one of them for what she's done on these house shows truthfully um at least since she's come in mm-hmm. uh, you know like not counting the beginning of the year um it would be like her Suzu and I have no idea probably Micah or someone Thought, to, to
3: be fair just about every wrestler on the roster you have to say they've had a really good year you just have to ignore the couple of months when they weren't around
2: yeah well that's the thing like may sarah helped fill in the void when people left so i think that helped a lot too and and yeah. again i'm not worried because she has breakout performances in that tag title match where you know they faced like she she was perfect and they were Sayori and nazi oh, yeah. boy so a may sarah nazi boy match would be uh incredible i'm pretty sure but i i don't need not to play going back down that's the problem right we don't want anyone going back down to the division so it's like all right let's limit you to uh one person that's not signed uh tecla who hasn't had a high speed match since she got hurt last time it's just uh it's a lose lose right now in that division yeah. unfortunately for and you know Saki kashima which you know there's limits there hmm Mace Aruga might be the answer. Uh, hey, bring I, her back in. Like, I think she'd be perfect against Mace Aruga because they have you know, a relationship prior. Yeah.
3: Oh, it, that'd be a fantastic match. And Mace is someone who knows how to match the pace of a yes. Mace So, yes.
0: And yeah, May, the more Mace Aruga
3: on a big spotlight, the better.
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to pitch people that aren't Azumi and Starlight Kid and Natsupoi, which is, again, that makes, <laughs> I think that tells you. The high speed division's case right now, yes. Um, but let's move on here. Uh, next up was Shuri Murai and Ami Saray facing Natsuko Tora, Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. Uh, pretty much all you need from this match was the Shuri Momo spot. Um, because for some reason, these two they know that they're gonna face each other, and they're like, all right, let's just absolutely destroy each other with some kicks. One of us is going to take a nasty suplex and then we're going to get out of here. And that's exactly what they did in this match. And I was like, where was this in your world, world title match last year? Like, I liked the world title match, but this is exactly what I wanted. It's, it's the same thing that they did in the five-star final. Yeah. You know, in 2021, it's the same exact energy where it's just like, let's beat the shit out of each other for as long as we're in there. And then get out. There's no waiting around. And I think that's the Momo I missed de- desperately. And I think Momo's had some good spots recently. Obviously, the Cork and Hall show um, against Mo- uh, Micah, for example, and Mina. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, this was this was really good. um uh, Tora pinned Ami Sarei, which calmed my nerves of Ami Sarei challenging for a title. Um, but, yeah, the match was what it was. Yeah, like this again—a bit of a house showy kind of
3: vibe, it, it, but it served a purpose as we house show main it. event. <laughs> yeah, house show main event undercard for the pay per view, which is probably about what you. Did. Yeah, that's a fair enough situation. Um, yeah, Momo Shuri was the best part. I feel like they're backstage and they're kind of like, "I'm going to get you tonight. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to come out on top here and uh, have a little side bet on who's going to wince the most from some of these kicks because they just came in as like, okay. We're trading here, and I love it. Like I want these two periodically to go against each other because it's just so much fun.
2: Yep. Uh, but the big thing that we were waiting for at the end. So obviously, God's eye loses here. Tor pins um, Ami after the Swanton, and I'm like, all right, need the Mirai challenge. And uh, I think to the, I think a lot of Western fans are a bit let down. Um, just because they wanted someone new, but it ended up being Sayori, you know, walking back out there for the rematch after their 30 minute time limit draw at Gold Rush. So they'll be running this back at Stardom Dream Queen, already made official. Um, it's very unique for Stardom. They don't usually do the back to back rematches, that's not something they go to. Hmm. Um, they usually wait a little bit. They're not waiting, they're going right to it, which you know, makes me a little suspicious of who could win. Um, Which I think maybe adds the intrigue for me, truthfully. It's like, okay, well, Sari could win. I'm not Mm. ruling it out. I think Sayori's had such a big role in this company that it's not out of the question. Um, The only thing I wonder. (laughs) I wonder. Thank you. uh, Could this have been Natsupoy? challenging it's it's tough because
3: you've got to go back so far and work out what the original plans were because in right, theory the you would have, yeah you would have assumed that the um As- anu and that's would have defended the titles against micah and megan bain and then maybe you're getting them versus aphrodite in the main event of which may not have even been the original original plan so yeah, yeah like could this have been that's I don't think so, because I think they would have been entering Dream Queendom as the tag champs. I think this is a situation where they wanted Surrey to have a big match on the show. The yep. original big match, they couldn't run, and they basically wanted to do this yep. part two, and instead of run it for 30 minutes, run it for 15 yep. to 20 minutes, and basically get the best parts of the last match, and just go straight for sure. to that.
2: Well, here's the thing. Um, I know people look look at me as like the, the stardom defender sometimes or whatever this is infinitely better than last year's wonder stardom title match <laughs> like like just look at it that way yeah like Mirai versus Sayori, you know in half the time of their 30 minutes dro- they're not going 30 minutes this time i will put my i will put cash on that um they're probably gonna go like you know 15 20 it's going to cut out the 10 minutes that no one wanted and yeah. they're going to kill it. I think, yeah. um, and it's not going to be in the main, like a big main event spot. It's going to be the second. I know they weren't, you know, I know the Kate, the ladder <laughs> match followed them, but even yeah. so like Julia, you know, Julia said in an interview, like that was a bonus match. The main event already had happened. Like who cares? Um, they won't have to do that. And this is better than Saya a versus Haruka Umisaki. Like, undoubtedly i have so much more hope in this i know like some people are just like they wanted something new i totally get that mm. but listen the the options that were being tossed out there or ami saray and my sakurai for the past month again this is 10 times better than that i think sayori deserves the spot for the work she's put in this year mm. unfortunately for her i think her two main big singles matches which have been against Natsupoi and mirai haven't delivered yet and I think yeah. this is the time that it will. I just am that confident in these two this time around.
3: They deserve a second swing at the because the 30-minute the draw booking always feels like it's an anchor on any It's Even like I remember people talking about the uh, my Uitani versus Julia match from 2021, I think. 22, to 22 of, beginning of 2022. Start of 2022, yeah. And like people were really on board with that match. And then when you go back and watch it, it's like half of it's just stalling to get to
2: the draw and the only one that worked for me is the utami shuri one yeah yeah that's because they kept going (laughs) (laughs) and
3: and that felt like when you rewatch that it doesn't feel like they're stalling quite as much but this match that that match suffered the same thing as there and like with mayu and julia when you put them in a match against each other and don't ask them to go 30 minutes draw it's all it's always really good and I think yeah. that's going to be the case here. Uh, Mariah, I think, has been doing a really good job as a white belt champion. Um, yes, I'm biased. I'm a big Mariah fan, but I think she's been putting on great matches. Half yeah. of the a new match was really good, and we're going to get that half again in December.
2: I'm still waiting for like the big signature Mariah match. I I think this is going to be the one. Like I think this one has so many people down. Mm That's going to blow people away. And I think that's probably the best way to go into it. Um, It's fitting for stardom dream queen. That's that's the thing, right? Like I know it just happened. And truthfully, all three matches that are on here, we've seen in some form this year. Um, But listen, the year end show is supposed to kind of conclude a lot of things. That is what they're doing in every single way. Um, That end of the year thing. The end of the year show is a refresh, a revamp. For whatever the future holds for this company. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, but I think these two should tear it up in the end. I'm looking forward to it. Let's move on. Nai Takahashi versus the Scandinavian Hurricane, the Nai one with the uh, passion injection uh, elbows, uh, whatever you want to call it. Wow. So, what did someone call it? The passion effect, like the Judas effect that uh, Jericho <laughs> does. I thought that was funny. Uh, they were pretty gnarly. Um, that's all I remember from the match. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> can we just,
3: can can we make an agreement right here, right now?
2: No more UWF Rules matches? Yes.
3: We, I'm not even going to say unless Shuri's in shurries them.
2: I'm just going to say no more.
3: We, we've tried them. We've played around with them. We've tried to make it work. Let's just have normal matches in 2024 because every single UWF Rules match that's happened, I walk away going that would have been better without the restrictions if i want to watch mma i can watch mma
0: that's how i go
2: for wrestling wrestling. yeah i don't like uwf rules matches i i I wrote in my review i was like i don't like uwf rule matches i'm not gonna say that now this is one of those that like i kind of like because it was quick (laughs) i was like it wasn't long um that was the only like thing i liked about it and the knockout because like I don't know, then I looked like she actually <laughs> knocked out, and I was like, oh, dear God. But, it but I don't like make, them.
3: doesn't make a Scandinavian hurricane look good. No. Because she was up no, for, uh, all. three to five, and then she just goes down, and she stays down. That's how they all go. That's the problem.
2: It's just no, like –
3: No, generally they sort of whe- wheedle down the numbers a bit. It's just – I guess they want to mix things up and have like the – you know, the whole point of this kind of thing is you yeah. can win by knockout, whereas pro wrestling you don't really well, see that, but it's I, just –
2: I should rephrase the person that's winning usually goes down and then knocks someone out and it's just like, all right. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Um it it I'm not for him. Like this was fine. Nothing nothing I'm gonna remember. Um like when they actually wrestled a little bit. It's good. I'm sure yeah. if it was a passion injection match instead of a UWF rules match, it probably would have rocked just based yeah. off. Of it. You, you know what you can do in a wrestling match? Wrestle.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no rules against that. Like, I, and yet, I, I'm guessing the want, injection matches have been great
2: this year. Wh- like, I'm, I'm guessing they just don't want to pin skin in Hurricane, but getting knocked out was far worse. Yeah, but I don't it, get it.
3: She it makes it uh, look like she's got a glass jaw.
2: Well, then I made sure to you know put a little put a little extra on him at least so it didn't hurt her too much, but yeah. uh. Whatever. I'd rather I mean, just get pinned. I'd rather passion injection matches. I hope yeah. we get one for. Uh... They set one up. They set one up for um, new blood. I don't remember who it was though. Hmm. I feel like they set one up. Probably. Was it May Sarah? No, they already did that one. Yeah, they, they did that one. That was great. Loved yeah. it. Up, oh, see May Sarah singles match. That was great. See, it, 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 there are things that happen. It just she has great see. matches on the new blood because she had that banger against Hanan. Yeah, she's just interesting. It's almost like you know. No, I'm not gonna. We're gonna move on. Anyways, Julia versus Azumi for the Strong Women's Championship. Uh, for for the many, for the many that have been waiting for Julia to get back into the form, uh, for the many that were waiting for Julia to wrestle again. Um, Azumi said, "Listen, you have no other choice." <laughs> that is that is what she said. Because Azumi said, "This is the biggest match of my life." Uh, biggest singles match at least. You know, she had the Mercedes one that's bigger, but yeah, uh, this is the biggest singles match of her career, and uh, you could feel that every second of this match. There was like one or two times they were off, and they wrestled through it, which I was very happy with. Right as me just hit a DDT when she missed the move, like mm-hmm. that. Those are the simple things you make up for it. Um, I, it looked like you know Julie was like, all right, can we, can we calm down for a second? Because as like I said, there's no one faster. The as she does so much in so little time she keeps going keeps going her pace is unbelievable but i thought julia did a great job of hanging in there um i love the opening to this match which was mm-hmm. the Asmi surge surge of almost stealing the match kind of walking back to their five star where she beat her in a minute or whatever um you know she she hit her great dive to the outside um, then she, to, she goes for the stomp. That's when the match changes up a bit. Julia gets the upper hand. Julia was great in this match as well. Mm. Like I said, this was the f- second time in the past month that she was really working. She also did it with the Megan Bain match that kind of just got tossed in a house show out of nowhere, um, which went to a draw. So if there's a claim there, Megan Bain has one, maybe for the strong title. I wouldn't mind seeing them run it back at one of those three shows. Um, i think they had good chemistry i think that was like the best chemistry megan tad in singles wise since the tam match um That's a so azumi uh ultimately hits two canadian destroyers gets the azumi sushi for a great near fall that was the loudest pop of the night the crowd wanted azumi to win this match uh she got another azumi sushi pop uh you know she didn't get it. She kicked out of the glorious driver which was a great level up for Azumi. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're we're past that now. We're on to, the, you know, we're on to the new levels for Azumi. And um ultimately, she you know, she got caught. She got caught with the uh Northern Lights bomb and Julia got the win if if this match isn't the sign of it's time to elevate Azumi, I don't know what is when this was over i said if she doesn't have a wonder stardom title match in 2024 something went wrong because i listen i don't know what 2024 presents we know julia could be out the door that is something that is very real we know that dave Meltzer's teasing something about 2024 regarding stardom i don't know what that means here's what i do mean no here's what i do know though you have the future ready to be pushed Suzuki is in the main event of Stardom Dream Kingdom. That's step one. You have someone like Azumi ready to go. You have Starlight Kid ready to go. You have three core stars that no matter what happens in the new year, they're ready to go. And Azumi couldn't be more ready. Azumi should be a favorite for the Cinderella next year. Will she be? I'm not predicting the Cinderella anymore. I've given up. <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. She should be, though, especially after this performance. This felt like her breakout performance um, in terms of the main event scene. And I'm, I'm very happy for her. Yeah, this was just this, this pay-per-view
3: needed this match. Yeah. Because up until this point had been very flat, uh, the crowd was non-existent to the point where I wasn't sure whether it was bad miking or whether the crowd was just quiet. Um, this match and, like, some of the other matches kind of told me, no, it was it was the latter. Um, but this this match did get them going a bit. And, yeah, Azumi came out like a house on fire. Julie did a great job keeping up. It was a little sloppy at points, as you mentioned, yeah. but, like, you almost have to expect that with Azami. Like, whenever she has a big match, there's generally, like, one spot that's a little bit blown. So she, she's kind of used to just going, okay, let's cover this. Let's do something to pretend like it never happened. And she's quite experienced at it. She does it well. Um, yeah. But this match was firing. I know some people were a bit disappointed because the finish came out of nowhere. I, look, I would have loved to have seen. This I liked that
2: one. I liked that finish.
3: Because, yeah, Azumi was house on fire, doing what she was doing, overwhelming yeah. Julia. And then Julia just managed to catch her, yeah. shift the body weight, and hit the Northern Lights bomb, which is her. Big finisher now, so yeah, as you mentioned, Azumi graduating to the, the the super finisher for Julia, yeah. which is a great sort of indictment to where she is heading into twenty twenty four,
2: and also show that she still needs a new finish because the Canadian destroyer into yes. the Azumi sushi is not the one to get there. It'll be good for, like, the GPs and stuff to Mm -hmm. get big surprise wins, but still needs a big finish. And I think she... I I think her Canadian story works really well because she's the only one on the roster that does it. What an idea. (laughs) Um, This was the only match on this show that I thought was the perfect time. Like, I didn't need any more when it ended. Mm. Uh, I forgot to say, like, Julia punched Asmi as hard as she could in in the face multiple times, (laughs) and Asmi just like stayed up and I was like, damn, this this is great. I was really pumped about this match. Um it was my was... look like a million bucks. She made it look like she a million And listen, I, I will keep saying it. If Julia's on the way out, this is what I want to see her be doing. She, you know, she can win. That's fine. I don't I don't mm. need I, listen, I don't need Azumi holding the strong woman's title. I want this title gone from this company. Uh <laughs> but I'm very happy for Azumi. And again, 2024 signed elevator she's ready she's gonna be more ready yeah you're gonna have a little bit of that like that's just because she goes faster than everyone in the entire world and they can't keep up um and i think it works with certain other wrestlers better than others and she's gonna learn as she gets into these big matches where to Mm -hmm. slow down and where not to because you saw it after like the slip up she was good to go from there yeah um it doesn't rattle her which is
3: something that's important because some wrestlers you can see them kind of get thrown a bit but yeah whether it's experience with it happening but she's just like no we just keep doing what we do and it it doesn't detract from the match
2: yeah this was my second favorite match of the show uh the last three matches were all really good in their own way um this is the only one though that i thought had perfect time um yeah like it concluded i was like yep perfect um but next up we had uh well, i will say there was no challenger for julia mm. makes me think that maybe she doesn't maybe she does defend the dream queendom she's gonna defend it one of those three shows it's just a matter of uh which one i think she probably does at dream queendom because you want to give her a singles match but and i think that show probably would benefit from one
3: more big match on the card yeah. Yeah. Especially because there's a few matches there where it's like, matches I'm excited for, but they're yeah. not necessarily banner matches that you sell to casual fans. Sure. You put a big Julia Singles match on there, and that's when people start going, oh, the, the person who's about to go to WWE. I want to see what she's like so I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: um i will say that this is like a little news bit mayu yutani's finger wasn't healing properly so she had to go back to the hospital she sound she sounds a good spirit she said something about her finger recently that seems like it's back on track at the same time if she if they were needed her she would tape it up and she'd probably be wrestling right now there's no need to put her out there with her very important match on the fourth like this is the first time ever event the, you know, this big lean into uh, to Wrestle Kingdom, they are making sure she is ready to go for that match, and that's the smartest thing to do. But I just wanted to give that update because uh, while Utami and Sai are back to give the feeling back, my God, I'm dying inside with Omayu. It's killed and and it house. felt like a, a long time for someone to be out with,
3: I don't want to say a they, minor injury, you, yeah, with yeah. a dislocated pinky, something you could probably work through. Like yeah. that is that's an injury I actually know what it's like because I play basketball and mm-hmm. I try and rebound the ball, but I like to hit yeah. the. It's ball something
2: you just tape up. Fingers.
3: Yeah, yeah you, you, you it sucks, and if you can get time off for it, all the better. But like, yeah. if they desperately like, if you yeah. did that a couple of weeks before January four, she's not missing January four,
2: right? Her fingers started like peeling and stuff, so it clearly was like not good. But hmm. it seemed she thankfully went back to the hospital, like, hey, uh, can we fix this? Thanks. Um, so I just want to give that update for anyone that wasn't uh, paying attention. But let's get to the tag title match. Goddesses of stardom titles on the line to crown new champions after not supporting are had to vacate them. And of course, was Aphrodite Utami Highishta and Kamitani defeating Micah and Megan Payne. I so the reason I really liked this match was that it was really a story match more than anything else. It was a story of Aphrodite being the true team here, mm. right? They, they worked as a team. They survived as a team. I, don't, I, I should have counted how many saves Sayakama made in this match to, to help Utami, um, and ultimately it came down to, right, we, we had this unbeatable um, Divine Kingdom team. Their only loss yeah. was a countout. That is it. They have not been pinned. They have not been defeated any other way. And ultimately, their first and probably only loss, because I'm guessing they're not going to be teaming anymore, um, came because they slipped up in the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just such a great story to tell while Utami and Saya were on the same page from start to finish. Um, I thought Saya was great in this match, especially in the early going when she did the crossbody to Megan Bain on the outside out of nowhere and the crowd roared. I was like, that was great. Um, Utami's, by the way, just insane. Like she's doing some of these bumps. Like when uh, Megan Bain hit the flying lariat and she like landed on her neck, I was like, what are you, why? I was like, why? We we need you. We need you good to go. Um, this was a match that I think could have had another five minutes and got to a level of great. Um, it was still very good, very entertaining. I thought Saya, like I said, was especially good in being the, the savior many times. And I like the end of the match. She hits the uh, Frankensteiner off the top rope to Megan. Both of them get up. Micah goes for the spinning cl- lariat, takes out Megan. Saya gets her out of the ring. Utami hits the German suplex with the bridge for the win. Shock finish obviously because Utami didn't hit her finisher. Um, but there is like this fun like little thing with Megan Bain that her two big losses are via the suplex. It's like a, It's like a weakness for her that I've noticed. Which I think that's kind of fun and it's not obviously easy to throw the Amazon <laughs> woman. Um, but, yeah, I, I was very entertained by this. I think I think if Sai and Tommy had been back for longer, this match could, like, reach levels that, you know, they probably weren't going to force them to go to in their second match back.
3: I think this was a really good story match mm-hmm. and a good, good match. Pretty basic. right? Yeah, Actual it was very wrestling. basic. And I think the big thing was, like, I, I think Megan Baines worked really well with the roster, but there's only so much you can do with her in uh, matches like this. You know, she kind of has to play it indomitable force. There's not a lot that you can work around that with. And I think in any other situation... Mike would have been the one there in there in the finishing stretch and you would have got a far more kinetic finishing stretch as a result. But because they need to protect Micah for the Dream Queendom match, they couldn't have her taking the pin. And because stardom is stardom with their tag team matches, they basically settle on who's going to be the final two halfway through the match. So the end result was you had Megan Bain in there for the vast majority of the match, and I feel like you lost some of the real excitement. Even even if it had to finish at the same amount of time, I think a Maika Utami finish would have maybe... Built up into that final gear that this match ultimately lacked, because yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of went for the—I don't want to say surprise finish—because when when you saw the miscommunication leading into the German, which time is one matches with, you kind of go, "Okay, yeah, this is a this is a finish for them," uh, but you didn't get quite the same build up as you often might expect from, yeah, because there's been some phenomenal tag matches for the belt this year, uh, and this match felt like there was just yeah, you're waiting for that next gear. And for a couple of reasons, like you yeah. said, with Tami side just being back, Megan being the one in the finish and You can't I think beat just, Micah.
2: That doesn't help either. Exactly. Micah yeah. couldn't. Take she the needs people, to be either. the ones looking strong.
3: Yeah. So they, they were hampered and hindered by what they had to work with. Yeah. But I do agree that the story told in this mm-hmm. match, especially when you look long-term and you look at what Utami and Sai were doing in the middle of the year where they could not get on the same page, yeah. it's a nice little full story, full circle for them to win because the other team couldn't get on the same page while they were f- firing like a house on fire.
2: Uh, Sai, Sai Kamatani, uh did a interview this week with Tokyo Sports saying that her goal is to surpass Io Shirai. And part of that goal is to beat the long-reigning Thunder Rock title defense record that has been in place for, I think, seven and a half years at this point. Um, if there's any team that's going to do it, Aphrodite sure seems like the team to do so. And I hope, I hope we get a long reign no matter what. This, yep. these titles could use that um, there's been a lot of great tag team wrestling over the past couple of years with these belts mm-hmm. um, and I think Aphrodite kind of in god mode now where they are in their careers I think that's kind of very reminiscent of Thunder Rock and yeah, it's perfect um, after the match I was very excited uh, it was Natsuki Tora and Momo Watanabe laying down the challenge, and I was like, "Oh baby, we're 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 completed this year, right? We are running, <laughs> we are running these two teams back. Natsukotora's best opponent, mm-hmm. Utami, Momo against Queen's Quest. Like it's just it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I was like, th- because I was thinking of all the teams and like if with with you know Sayori Poi obviously not happening, Meltier not happening." the big teams are out of the question, right? Crazy star. Can't do it. Crazy star. Can't do it. So it's like the big teams of this year or really the big, you know, sumo hall esque teams. You think Mm. can't do it. Who's the best option. It's Torah and Momo for the story alone, because not only will this be a story match, it's going to kick ass. Like I have so much confidence in this match. There's a lot like out of the three matches, on that show right now. This is the one I'm probably most excited for just because it's not a complete rematch, but it's bringing back the story of the year and the best part of Stardom's year. Um, and I really am looking forward to it. I I thought the you know, I obviously don't know what they're saying in the promos, but they just felt personal, like Utami and Natsuko just were like they they just work so well off of each other. Mm and you know Momo's just a shit stir in the back just doing like evil grin inside side side si- si playing the uh sidekick again which is always weird to me because like everything she's been doing otherwise has been as the main character essentially so i think that's inter- interesting um hopefully this does not end like the thunder rock tag team someone said that to me when i uh tweeted out like that's what she wanted to do and i was like please don't <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not like one of them's going to betray him and go to queen's quest so
2: that's true but uh saiyah wanted to run queen's quest just saying just saying well the
3: good uh, thing is if they are going to end that way we have time yeah for, like, to get yeah. to that point we have,
2: a nice r- a nice to come. we have a nice run to go to maybe Saya's world champion by then you know really just yeah. completely replay the thunder rock store. <laughs> um in many ways which would be weird seeing utami be the underdog but since utami's dropped the belt she's been number two in the faction in many ways besides mm-hmm. being the leader but she's been yeah. number two in terms of yeah. the role so i think that'd be a intriguing story to follow um but i'm i'm very happy these two are now champions and let's get to the main event it was suzuki versus suzuki i i, I just need to stress this um there's not enough Hazuki main events in, in, <laughs> for my liking, on a per year basis. I, I plan to rewatch the Saya and Hazuki match mm. um, sometime before the end of the year because I do think when I do rewatch it, it'll probably make my top ten. Um, there's a lot of oh, ab- really absolutely, it's making your top ten. That's the thing. It's like I've watched so many great matches, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like over the year, I've underestimated that because i haven't seen it in so long
0: mm.
2: but then every time i think about it i'm like i don't know i i remember the vibes of that match it was everything um so i'm hoping to uh get back to that but watching this and i was just like i don't know how you put azuki in these main events and not want to push her um the crowd didn't deserve Hazuki on that night you said that to me, and I was like, "You damn right they don't." She's just putting in such an effort to get them into it. Yeah, she's she, working overtime. She's working, and she was working so well in this match. And her and Suzu just click so yep. easily, as you'd expect. Um, Suzu is obviously great. Suzu's been great all year long. She's been—it's hard. It's like right now, it's between her and like Siri for my women's wrestler of the year comfortably. I just think like. between the triangle derby stuff that suzu did and the you know tag stuff a crazy star and the five star like she's just been incredible start to finish and uh, it was just another feather in the cap here the only complaint is they could have kept going longer because they had they had another gear maybe another two gears that could have made this like one of the better matches of the entire year in stardom, and they took that away from us, which is fine, it's fine because it was still great. But I know where they can go. Uh, when Hazuki kicked out of the locomotive suplex, I, I got pumped because I thought we were going to keep going, and mm-hmm. then she just hit the deadlift to kill her. I was like, I mean, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a great match. Hazuki deserves more main events, it's Suzuki. Getting she's, she's under she's undeniable folks like i i know i know the topic i know the conversation we'll get to it in a second but like whether she's winning the world title now she's supposed to be world champion right now i just want to say that can't can't stress that enough she's supposed to be world champion right now um but no matter when she becomes champion no matter when she holds that title she's going to be in the right role because she is someone that exudes the confidence of a world champion and delivers each and every time in that ring, which is very important for a world champion.
3: Yeah, even even with like not going full gear in this match, it was match of the night. Um, it would have been nice to have seen this at its full sort of breadth, but even maybe more importantly, I wish we could have just taken this match and pl- uh, just popped it in and Hall. You know, mm. we saw it with the tjPw show we saw it with the stardom show the week prior you know Kirk and Hall they'll fire up they'll give they'll give the wrestlers what they deserve uh, sort of audience uh, sound wise um, oh, it was it was such a frustrating match to watch because you could see they were both of them but especially Hazuki who was trying so hard to really get this crowd to buy it um, and they put on a fantastic match 2024, obviously, we've mentioned Azumi needs to be lifted up. Hazuki needs to be lifted up, too. Like, let's make it happen. Let's give her more of these spots. Because every time she gets the opportunity, she just blows it
2: out of the water. Um, and people are ready. People are ready. Here's what I would have liked. I would have liked if they put this on the cork and with the tournament. I think these, as a back-to-back, would have just been an absolute treat. And then you kind of have the Mike Suzu moment at the end and have the mm. Aphrodite match main event because maybe it gets more time. Um, but, you know, pay This did show it. did need another big match. Like, it did, you know, it did which is why it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I was fine, but, oh, man, it would have been great that core. It kind of
3: felt like they 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 planned this match out for Kirk and Hall. Yep. And then we're like, oh, we have to move it a week later yep. because it would have made sense if this match happened the way it did at Kirk and Hall
0: yep absolutely
3: with, the, with all the other matches on not a pay-per-view yeah. they wouldn't have necessarily had to kick it to the next gear yeah. but they, they just didn't necessarily adapt or they, no. they saw the crowd and thought yeah we're not
2: turning it up anymore for you no um so after this match was made official we had the face-off suzu suzuki Mika. one more time main event Ryu, Goku sumo hall the winner will be the world of start champion and that's just absolutely insane to think about that in a year that started with julia's world champion had tam as world champion the the world champion at the end of the year will either be sue suzuki or micah two wrestlers who one wasn't signed to begin the year the other one i just like i think people have micah more in the wonder conversation if Mm -hmm. anything and they've both built themselves up to be worthy of the spot, like plain and simple. I think it's the perfect match, especially with all the injuries like this was the perfect way to go. And listen, people, it was going to be the way to go whether or not Tam was healthy. So I just want everyone to remember that that, you know, Dave Meltzer reported that, you know, it's it's just the truth. It's just the truth. Like, this was going to be the match. It wasn't going to be Tam versus Sia like we all started to think they were just waiting for. No, it's it's going to be the big story match at the end of the year, as Stardom has often done. And I think it's perfect. And I think, which I love their five-star Grand Prix final, I'm pretty confident they could top it at this show, especially with the stakes, the heat behind it now, right? Back then, they were still pretty friendly. It ain't friendly anymore. <laughs> yeah,
3: I fully expect these two to go all out because they've shown that they can bring it up for the right occasion. Yep. Micah's twenty twenty three has been nothing short of incredible. Himika retiring is the best thing that could have ever happened to her because she was, you know, she was improving, she was doing good. felt like the moment Himika said, "I'm gone," and the the seventeen months that followed that, Micah uh, just kind of found that extra gear to to. Take herself from a mid upper mid carter to a bona fide main eventer. And if you told me a year ago that Micah could be, you know, winning the red belt at Dream Queendom, I probably would have gone, Yeah, no, I don't see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, I absolutely see it now. I can, I could see them pulling the trigger on her and doing great things with her. I, I think Suzu wins, and the bias in me wants Suzu to win. But if Micah closed out, that'd be amazing. And she'd do a great job in that position. Uh, Stardom are kind of blessed that no matter what direction they go with after December 29, uh, we're in for some amazing uh, main event matches.
2: It's going to be incredible. I just think like the way they're building it up now, they're building it on the house shows. Like there was this great promo by Julian My They're like, we have no idea where Mike is. Her and Suzu are beating the hell out of each other somewhere. And it's like, this is the build I want on the house shows. Mm. That's exactly what I want. Like, this is a heated rivalry. You know, they they went from being friends. Suzu was the one challenging Micah, like, you need to get better. You need to win. Mm-hmm. And and Micah, you know, lost her biggest match of her career to Suzu. And now we're running it all back. I think there is a great conversation to be had one way or the other of who should win. And truthfully, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think Suzu's locked in to be world champion one way or another. Maybe this is Micah's only chance. You know, like sometimes it's a flash in the pan scenario and she is the most over wrestler in the company right now. Uh, you, you watch the cork, and it's not yeah. a question. Um, and I think that's the exciting part of this match. And, yeah, Dream Queen has got three matches. We'll be uh, loading up very soon. I think they're going to probably have six big matches of some sort, whether that be title matches, singles, you know, special mm. singles. I think Shuri probably gets some special match. Uh, maybe she's the one facing Mayu, so they could do a prelim tag perhaps as well.
3: It's tough because, yeah, they kind of have to balance these matches between December 29, the Yakama-Budokan yeah, on the 3rd. I don't think they even care about the Budokan. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's
2: even in their brains right now.
3: Like, I think They probably they'll just... got booked before they realized what they were doing on the 4th and was like, yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, I go. think they'll just run um, maybe the world title match instantly, which yeah, don't necessarily love because there's no story, but whatever. Just Something has to be on d- that shot. Don't waste a big challenger then in that case. Like if it's Micah or Suzu, there's stories to just kind of push instantly into that, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, there's right now eight sections already sold out for the Ryogoku Sumo Hall show. So that's very encouraging, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of, ta- a lot of fans coming in from around the world for the Wrestle Kingdom stuff. Uh, st- you know, New Japan worked to allow fans internationally to buy tickets for this show so it's going to be a packed house it's going to no matter what it's going to be a packed house hopefully yeah. they just keep loading it up um hopefully more wrestlers come back healthy i think that could mm-hmm. be kind of a surprise maybe part of the um press conference maybe another wrestler or two can come back not did a uh should an interview recently with tokyo sports so you know when they start doing those you know they're they're sneaking back. I don't think, mm. I don't know if she'll be ready for that, but I'm obviously not Sepoy is someone that's been desperately missed. So I'd love to see her on that show. Even if they do like a high speed tag instead of a high speed match, you just toss Kid, Poi, Sarah, and Azumi in a match, kind of like they did at um, Grand Queendom. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I think no one would complain about that. Um, there's a lot of different directions to go, though. So. Um, and the other match that they announced, the final news bit here. Um, so we will get a prelim tag at year-end climax, an elimination tag between Queen's Quest and Oedo Tie. It will be every member once again, like we saw, inside the cage, um, which should be a lot of fun. That should be great for the year-end climax show. Obviously, the year-end climax is taking a different Uh, road since back in the day because they have dream queen them now um but that's a great that's a good first match look forward to just because of what they've done earlier this year
3: i just want to remind everyone listening uh last year for the year-end climax they basically had everyone dressed up as reindeer and santa and elves in their main event um don't know if they're going to go that direction this time no i I, kind of would love for this blood feud that's been going on for years to culminate in you know utami dressed as a reindeer beating up natsuka torah in a santa's costume it
2: would Um, almost be be fitting but it would be a choice that's for (laughs) sure uh but i'm looking forward to what they decide um for the rest of those cards of course Mm. Well, I'll have that cover here on this show. But I hope wrap... everyone's there at the show. Sorry to interrupt. I hope everyone's there at the show because they like to do the
3: the photo with everyone at the end. Mm, and yeah. it would be a shame with, like, Tam and Poi, maybe Mayu, a couple others might not be back in time. It'd be a shame to have that, that photo just missing so many key members.
2: Yeah, it'd be a real shame. Um, anyways, five-star awards. I am bringing them back this year. Um last year was a wonderful success. We had a lot of exciting winners and I think this year will be very different, um very different results. Uh so I'm doing them a little bit differently this year. I will be picking the uh I will be picking the placement of each. I will, you know, I will I'll kind of pull a few people, get there. He doesn't thoughts. trust you listeners. Hey, 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 hey. Um no, I, I think I have a general idea of like what the public perception is for a lot of the um, categories. So, like, Wrestler of the Year, I'll have locked in, pretty sure, and that's going to be one of our main topics today that we kind of debate over here. Uh, I think that I'm probably not going to do Promotion of the Year this year just because I don't think there was a lot of competitiveness Either way, I think Stardom, like I know a lot of people thought Stardom had a down year, TJPW had a down year, so it's like just no need for that, and I think there's plenty of awards that we can work through here. So the awards has followed. We have Tag Team of the Year, Feud of the Year, Story of the Year, which I think there's a few to pick from in the world of wrestling this year, which is very exciting. Uh, last year was a little bit harder. Julia's ra- run to the title ultimately got it, which was great, obviously. But uh, between the Queen's Quest stuff, uh, Suzu and Micah, um, the Yuki, uh, Yuki, Sakazaki, and Mizuki stuff from TJPW earlier this year, uh, there's a number of stories to pick from. So should be a lot of fun. Indies MVP, which was Suzu, Suzuki last year, uh, Faction of the Year, the joshi independent promotion of the year the breakout star of the year which was also suzuki last year that'll be one that i might pull a little bit more on because i think uh i know who i'd pick but um, I, I kind of want to get more of the scene who we thought was a breakout. Uh, we'll have rookie of the year. There's a lot of rookies to pick from this year, which mm. is very exciting. Last year I didn't do it because there just weren't a lot of rookies in wrestling. We got we got the likes of Zones, Chi Chi Kazuna Tanaka, Azusa and Naba. Those are probably the four I'll put in there. Um Yuzuki doesn't count. She hasn't wrestled long enough. Uh she'll count next year. Count next year because you know, you know, I want a full more of a more than a month to count. Um, we have match of the year that'll be saved until the final day, obviously, because there's a lot of great matches coming up. We have the TJPW MVP, the stardom MVP, and of course the wrestler of the year. So uh we're gonna debate those top three here today. Uh, So we're going to talk TJPW MVP, Stardom MVP, and, of course, Wrestler of the Year. And then over the next few weeks, I will do the other ones. Actually, we'll add one more because I just realized it's uh, December's ending very soon. I'm going to need these out. So uh, we'll also talk Tag Team of the Year. I think that's a fun discussion. So let's do uh, TJPW MVP here. So, like I said, weird year. For TJPW. Hmm. Um, I think the first person that comes to mind for me was Rika Tatsumi as the international princess champion. She had a really strong run with the title, uh, defended against you know international talent, um, younger talent like Suzume. And of course, she won it from Mi Watanabe in a great match before dropping it to Maxi Impaler. Um, I think Rika Tatsumi definitely is one of the top contenders for that as you'd expect of course
3: yeah look as i as i sort of said at the start of this show i'm not someone who's religiously watched tjpw so my opinion on this does have to be taken with some grains of salt at least um but if i was picking someone this year i probably would lean towards rika tatsumi because i feel like everyone else has kind of had it in sections like me and Ash, has had some good sections uh, mizuki had some good periods and stuff, but I think just over the course of a full year, I think Tatsumi's just had that consistency, which when you don't have someone who's run away with it and demanded to be called the MVP of a year, you kind of have to decide, well, what's more important? And I think in this situation, I think consistency really stands out. And I mean, that's something that Sumi has always brought to the table is consistency. Uh, But she's had a few few more moments across the year where she's been able to showcase that as
2: well. Yeah, I think the other main contender would be Mizuki. Mm. Um, Obviously, Princess of Princess Champion, top of the company for most of the year. Uh, with the likes of, you know, Yamashita, Maki Ito, Yuka Sakazaki, they're all going back and forth to the U.S. She really had to be strong for them as the top champion. I think that's where hmm. Rika gets a lot of credit as well. Uh, those would be the main two off the top of my head, but I'm sure I'll add, like, um, I'll probably add Yamashita just because, you know, when she's around and has the big matches, it's untouchable in many ways, and... Uh, <sighs> might be it might be it might be a three-person race there in tjpw um let's talk stardom mvp uh who would be your top two or t- two people you think uh should be in the consideration for that i think there's a interesting handful this year with a lot of the usual suspects not really counting
3: yeah, this is, again, similar to TJPW in the sense that no one sort of stood up and said, this is my year to be MVP. Um, someone like Micah, I think consistency across the year has been absolutely tremendous. You could have made an argument for Sai Kamatani, but I think she's ultimately missed too much time after her injury. I would I, – this is something I need you to think about more, but in the moment, I actually lean towards Julia because I think she's had consistently fantastic matches – Yes, the red belt run ended earlier than it should have, but there was great matches in that. Um, She's made the strong belt actually feel worthy of being a belt, even if I kind of don't want it to exist. But she's done everything she could possibly do to make that belt feel important. She's had a good artist of stardom run. And as much as anything else, I think she's the MVP because of what she's doing behind the scenes. If she hadn't have called out management and kind of said, things are not working here, who knows where Stardom would be at coming into 2024. Mm. She, yeah, you know, She's kind of MVP just for keeping that roster going in the long run. So obviously yeah. that's a weird way to go looking about it, but considering I don't think anyone stood up and demanded to be this year for them, I kind of lean towards Julia right now.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of... Um, Stardom's so interesting. Like It's a very open field, I think. Um, I think Julia's like the main pick you'd expect. You know, like I would have expected her to be in the conversation this year. Um, the two that I'm gonna bring forward, and I and it's a shame because I think one name, and that is Natsupoi, would have had a real consideration for all the work she did this year. Yeah. Um, whether it was the great five-star run, the tag title run, um, you know, big match with Mina, which was incredible. Like, she Mm. was fantastic. Her injury, I think, hurts her um, candidacy in the end because I think she really – and, you know, she's just amazing on the house shows and stuff like that. Um, So I think that really does hurt her. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Sue Suzuki, I I talked about it earlier. Um, I think she gets a lot of credit for – uh, her tag work, generational struggle stuff, mm-hmm. um, big singles matches. It's so obviously a great five-star yeah. triangle derby. She won there, um, kind of, you know, had some of the better matches of that tournament. And then of course, you know, these past couple months, you know, being at the head of this company and, you know, pushing them forward without, you know, no champion around and yeah. things like that. I think she, definitely deserve a spot and then of course um i think i'm gonna I, i'm between micah and Azumi, Um, micah for obvious reasons i think it i think she'll definitely get a spot when i release it just because of how great she's been and yeah. how over she's gotten and you know stuff like that but i think Azumi has been just so under the radar solid whether it was the high speed stuff, which she finished up with, uh, she had a great five star as well. Of course, the Julia match to really close out her year. I mm. think there is a conversation to be had there. Um, Sakura, I think- Genesis. Sakura Genesis. Yeah, that was great, great, great match for her. Um, yeah, a lot of people, some people fell off. Like, if you asked me at the halfway point, it would have been like Tani, mm. Natsupoy, Hazuki. I think those probably would have been like some of the top ones. Now I think it just comes down to, like, Suzu, Julia, Micah, and then that fourth one's kind of a toss-up. But I'll decide that when I put the poll up We'll see who has it. It's been a war of attrition. It has. We'll see who closes the year strong. I think that'll be important Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Let's talk about Tag Team of the Year here. Tag Team of the Year is not easy this year Mm -hmm. at all. And this is of course throughout Joshi. So, uh, Team Two Hundred Kilograms obviously is always in the conversation. Um, they you, just have a permanent spot in the. They the do. Shorts. They do. Like I'm gonna put them on the pole, and they're gonna. They they didn't win last year. I think they came in second. Meltier took the, uh, took the crown with their surge at the end of the year. Obviously, not a big shock there. Mm. um but team 200 kilograms if you follow sendai girls in any way shape or form uh they're continuing to upload matches from this year finally they're putting one up a day right now uh that we're about to get i believe their tag title match with it's either red energy or um dash and haroyo. either way that's probably going to be great Mm. um they just uploaded and they they keep uploading so if you want to see like how great those two are uh that's your best bet i think they always deserve a spot in the conversation and then after them it's like there wasn't a lot of tag teams that stuck or or great like sayori poi would have a real claim if they didn't get you know if natsu didn't get hurt the tom to get um, was too short right uh, crazy star probably gets a nomination. They were very consistent. They had the great tag title match. They were the best team in tag league. You know, they they tagged pretty much every show that they had, you know, yeah. on the house shows. So, like, I think that helps them a lot. Um, I'll give one more team here before I toss it over to you. Um, I think the. Like, I can't even put the Magical Sugar Rabbits either because Yuka got hurt. Like, their tag title reign ended prematurely, which obviously stinks, you know, because you want to see... Obviously, you want to see them, you know... That was their final tag title reign, and they didn't get to complete it right or put over a tag team or just do anything you're looking for. Uh, But I'm going to throw forward Magenta actually of Marvelous. Uh mm-hmm. they've had mm-hmm. they've had some really good showings just kind of everywhere, whether it's Marvelous, Kitsune, here in the States, um, other indie shows, like those two are just solid. And they could end the year as the tag champs of the AAAW champs. They have that match at the Corokins. So fingers crossed like they get the big opportunity. Um I think they really came in together as a duo here, I, I don't see them. I don't see them winning, but I think putting them on the ballot just for their, you know, consistency of being a team throughout the year and a year of very limited uh, tag teaming. Um, it would be either them or the seedling duo of Rico Kaiju and Ayame Sasamura, who are currently the tag champs. Those would be the two considerations that I'll probably debate in my head. I'd probably lean towards a marvellous pairing of those two personally.
3: Um, yeah. I think you could make a case. Seedling doesn't the, run enough. Yeah, that's always a killer. Although for tag team of the year, it's not necessarily as big a killer as it could be for other areas. Um, I think mm-hmm. you could make an argument to get free Wi-Fi on the ballot. I think they've mm-hmm. been the best of the TJPW teams and have really started to find what works for them. Yeah. Um I think they're really the teams that line up because even like you're looking at your other standouts, like Divine Kingdom, obviously they won the tag league, but I'm not sure they've done as much as Crazy Star have together mm-hmm. just in pure teaming. Um, you could new Errors was bad. Yeah, New, new Errors you can't even, they won tag titles, but you can't put them on the ballot.
2: They. It hurt both of both If 7-Up lasted longer, they would be probably very much considered. And if they'd put people over properly, um,
3: I feel like they get blocked off the ballot for the way they yeah. lost those titles. For sure. for <laughs> um, sure. Even like stalwarts like FWC just haven't done enough to actually earn the spot, I don't think. Right. You'd be putting them on as like a legacy pick, but it's going to be very interesting to see where people go with Tag Team of the Year this year.
2: Yeah, that's going to be one I might put out a poll for, um, mm. or poll a few people, because it's just not... It's not easy. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put two two hundred kilograms on there because they're like the only team that lasted the whole year, um, in a main, or as as close to a main role as they could. Hmm. Um, and they've got the good matches as well. It's not just consistency. Yeah. Um. Which. Yeah, it could be so much easier. You know, could be so much easier. But it was a tough year for tag team wrestling, and that's okay. That's okay. Um. Not really. I was kind of, I love tag team wrestling. And like some of my favorite matches this year are tag team matches. Sayori mm. Point Crazy Star is the top one, probably from Joshi. Mm. Um, full you know, I Sayori mean,
3: P- the two biggest matches we were talking
2: about this year are tag matches. Yeah. They just are bigger tag yeah. matches. So, yeah. A little tough. And then, of course, let's debate wrestler of the year here. Um, I'm pretty set. This is like the one category I think I know who I'm going to put forward. Um, I will put one from TJPW. I'll put one or two from Stardom. I am obviously going to put one from Independent Wrestling. One representing surrey Which I'm pretty sure is going to win, so I don't even know why this matters. (laughs) But but we'll have the conversation because I do think there's some options um, that are worth talking about. Um, and I'm going to start, obviously, with Suri. I just think it's best to get her out of the way in, in the most respectful way possible. Obviously, everyone knows how much I love Suri. Anyone that likes wrestling should love Suri because she is just so fantastic. Ever since she came back, she didn't need an entire year to make a mark. And I think that says it all about what she's done in her year. I, I have said this... Um, I've said this multiple times. I, I, I must have tweeted this. Um, I think the two most consistent wrestlers, like if you look at, excuse me, their matches and the amount of matches they had in turn in, in terms of like delivering, it is Sirre and Brian Danielson like they they both have been limited one ways or the other but every match they have you pretty much need to see because they're so great and three just reinvigorated the scene in many ways like she she gave the scene something that they desperately need she's only had 23 matches this year that's how great she's been Right, we are talking. She she didn't return to wrestling, right? She was out of WWE, and she wrestled her last WWE match in August 2022. She didn't wrestle again until May 2023, and we are sitting here in serious consideration of her as wrestler of the year. She has the tag match teaming with Kairi against recent Nakajima and Takumi Roha. She has the tag match teaming with Unagi Sayaka against Sayori No and with a Kyrie. Did she teamed with who does she team with on that show? I just know those were the four. It was Kyron Sayori versus Suri and Nagi Sayaka. That match was great from All Japan. Uh, she has the Sendai Girls match against Mika Wada, she has the Suriism main of ev- the initial main event against Trihiro Ashimo, which was her return match. Just remember, it was her return match. Uh, the Red Energy versus her and Sayori you know, from Sendai Girls as well. Um, Arisa Nakajima one-on-one. Arisa Nakajima one-on-one, which is one of the Match of the Year contenders this year. Uh, yeah, she just, if she had a match that was worth watching, she pretty much delivered. She had, like, a great rookie versus vet match against uh, Riko Kaiju and Seedling once she won the title. And she's closing out the year, teaming with Risa Nakajima against Riko Kaiju and Yami Sasamura. In a match that could potentially be the tag team, the Joshi tag team match of the year, if all goes right. Because the main event in Cork and Hall, those usually do pretty well, um, if I do say so myself. So, uh, sh- yeah, she just absolutely killed it. So, obviously, I'm going to put her fourth here. Um, as the first top contender for wrestler of the year though i don't think it's a walk i don't think it's a runaway just because like there's people that have been around the entire year putting in the work
3: it it is hard to give the award to someone who's had 23 matches in a year Uh, even if the hit rate is like 100 it's one of those things where okay you've, you've wrestled 23 times it makes it easier to have banger after banger when you have the time to rest and recover and yeah. but it's again this year doesn't have the standout wrestler who'd been going exactly the full year and like same issue we were talking about tjpw same issue we we're talking about stardom the time that serene missed at the start of the year isn't really a big knock on her because almost every other sort of person putting their name forward yeah. diva has had a solid year for a full year or had a banger of a year and missed several months. And you could argue Suri missing the first few months is actually less problematic than missing the last few months because we are simple-minded people and we remember the immediacy. And while Yosai Kamatani has been out for months and uh, other wrestlers are missing, Natsapoi is missing out for the end of the year, we're looking at these Sari matches coming up and going, ooh, that's exciting. I, yeah, I don't know which direction I'm going to go because I would normally reward consistency and being there day in, day out. But it is hard to look past Seree's
2: It's really hard to look past Seree's year. It is. Um, another wrestler I'll uh, put forth, which I think is a underestimated one. But if you follow everything she's done, I don't think it's a crazy thought, and that is Sayori, no. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think her work and stardom obviously has mostly spoke for itself. A great five-star run, um, including that match with Julia that opened it up. Uh, The mini-run with Restart, which was really good for what it was. The Sayori Poi tag team, which, you know, in the few matches we got, were great They were great. Uh, She's done some great work. Like I said, she was in that match with um, Sari in All Japan. She did some great work in Sendai Girls. Um, If Oz Academy is your music, maybe she did something great there. Uh, But no, she's really been consistent all year, um, whether it be in Stardom or not. And she really brought life to the Cosmic Angels when they desperately needed it as Mm -hmm. well. Um, I think she's been you know, kind of this, like, universal plug-and-play type star. Um, I don't know if she'd win, but I just think she gets consideration at the very least.
3: I think that's very fair. Like, the the biggest knock would be some of her singles matches in stardom when the the lights were shining brightest. But that could change by the end of the year. If she puts out a banger with Mariah, I think you kind of not forgive those situations but like the bull rope match was an awkward stipulation from the beginning it's indian strap, strap match was an awkward stipulation from the beginning to work with um but outside of a couple of those little missteps it has been a really solid year you know maybe wouldn't win wrestler of the year uh in 2022 or 2021 but sometimes you get those years where you know the the door is a bit more open for someone like say or new to uh put her name in the hat.
2: 100%. Um, who would be someone you want to put forth? Well, I think you'd probably be drawing from whoever you
3: end up picking from Stardom exclusively yep. Yep. probably would get their name thrown in the hat. It's tough because I, I think it's one of those sort of two, and then it's really you fill in the gaps because the people who have maybe stood out in ring haven't stood out consistently enough and the people mm-hmm. who have been putting in the work like unagi's been everywhere but i don't think she uh consistent caliber of matches is our uh, yeah. rest of the year level so
2: yeah yeah i think i think obviously the stardom people we talked about you know they'll be in consideration the tjpw mm-hmm. people um, I think Rika tatsumi will probably get some love I'll probably get her in here but I had to guess um I'd probably slot Suzu and Micah in or Suzu Micah, Julia one of those two of those three uh this yeah. will be the more broader category I plan to probably put six or so um I think Chihiro Ashimoto even uh, with her stardom stuff and her Sendai girl stuff you know hmm. the Sendai girls match with uh, Natsupoi obviously tag title matches for send uh the Sunday girls tag team titles, kind of anything you find of her from Sunday girls. She was great. Um, the Shuri match, the Mirai match, mm-hmm. which I remember being excellent. Like that's yep. so, that's like so far away. Um, but I'm just thinking of like other indie stars here that definitely have a claim, but yeah, that'd be overall it for mm-hmm. the Wrestle of the year conversation. We'll see as we close out the year, who closes out the strongest, um, if Risa Nakajima had more matches, I think she would easily be in the conversation. She just doesn't wrestle a ton um, with Seedlings Limited Dates. So, uh, yeah, that is it here. Uh, Trent, where can the people find
3: you? Um, they find my address and they can creep through the windows. Uh, you can find me on Twitter slash X at One Up Culture. Um, I have podcasts with Scott. I have podcasts with Scott, um, and also have a couple other podcasts here and there, but you can find mean. out what they are and work out what they are through my social media. And occasionally I write, so you might see me writing stuff as well.
2: Way to pitch it. Yeah, you can figure out my podcast on your own. Uh, who do you think you are? Me? Uh, you can follow me at Scotty Wrestling over on Twitter slash X. You can also, um, Check out my other podcast, Ring Post Radio, over on Countout Podcast Network, uh, Stardom Road with Trent, Ocean Cyclone Show with Trent and Ryan Dilbert. Um, I, th- I think that's finally it. I don't think I have more podcasts. Uh, if you want to see my full Nagoya uh, Big Winter 2023 review, it's over on Pierce.com. I have interviews out with Sari and Arisa Nakajima over the past couple days. I recommend you read those three pretty much challenged the entire scene and mandy rose uh, <laughs> she's like i want to fight I awesome fight. murder and jaywalking right it was great like you you, you read it she's like yeah i would love a signals to Kumi." i was like that's the one you know first person she named she'd love to face tomoki naba again i was like okay please Cause I need, I don't get enough of Nava matches. Um, you know, she, she wants to pretty much kill Chihiro Ashimoto, you know, normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Chihiro Ashimoto called her cute and that was enough. Um, and then she's like, oh yeah, I like the face of Athena and Mandy Rose. And I was like, all right.
3: <laughs> can, can we at least get the takumi match to happen because i, I feel mean, like she,
2: she, she books t- her own
3: stuff so yeah probably well, Suri, you, you say it out loud make it happen because takumi had a quiet year this year okay well can it's, we Chira, change that for
2: it's 20 it's fault that we didn't get it yet trikiro had to piss her off and she's like all right that's enough <laughs> um yeah so uh that's all my stuff i'll have another interview with uh inagi sayaka head of the sukeban Show next week, I'll be back to probably talk a little bit about Suki Bonds show number two, what that looks like. series so on it, so that's exciting. Um, and then you know, Nakajima and Sayaka are facing off, so I was happy to interview both of them ahead of that. I'll also be talking about Yuka Sakazaki's exit from TJPW and something from the Stardom House shows. There's a lot of them, so uh, we'll see, but otherwise. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network uh, feed here if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. And until next time, see
4: ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.